Hey everyone, welcome back to the Stranger Cast. Uh, man, I gotta tell you, it was a balmy 108 degrees here today. Uh, perfect mid-May weather for a boy from the Midwest like me. Eh, not so much. Uh, this intro will be pretty short uh, because I really like how this episode turned out. Uh, one of my favorite pieces about this particular game we are playing is that uh, I get to write or come up with all the character backstories. It's a pretty unique adventure in that way. People like to generate these sort of generic backstories whenever you start a game, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm an evil assassin, or I'm the greatest soldier that ever lived. And so I went with something a little bit different uh, for everybody's character. Um, they don't know who they are. And in this episode, I get to finally start revealing to the characters just where they came from. Uh, I won't keep you any longer. Uh, let's follow the crew as they uh, continue deeper into the uh, Briarstone Asylum. Okay, so last time uh, you guys, uh, you opened that door and you found, you know, a room full of rats. There's a swarm of rats, two dire rats, and then two ratlings. One was Jenny Two Tails, who tricked you guys before. Um, and then uh, Conrad basically cut her in half, which was pretty legit, but also a sad end for Jenny Two Tails. But also Ratch Mamby was in there, and he told you all kinds of stuff about the person he calls the Shred Man. Then, uh, without consulting me on this thrass decided to charm ratch mamby which leaves me in a very weird place i don't know what to do about this but i'll do something about it gotta keep um, you on your toes i yeah. like how uh, that, we're supposed was to consult our gm before we do things that was not a thing i saw coming so slash whisper colin can i can i charm him <laughs> just charm the tall dude boom game over we win Oh, you've already charmed me. <laughs> okay. So, uh, and now you guys are, you're in the sort of half-burned library. Uh, you've got Ratch Mamby hanging out. Uh, rat corpses everywhere. There's so many corpses in this place. It's going to be difficult to reuse this place after this is all done. Um, but what do you guys want to do? Uh, I think we should continue, I guess. So we can go two ways. One, we can go through and help the little kid, and then go to a liege, or go straight to these and loop around towards liege. But down those corridors where we saw that uh, shred man. So you guys want to have this conversation in character? Oh yeah. So <clears throat> everybody, lower your voices. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, hey guys. Hey. Uh, we. <laughs> Hey guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what right, do you right. want? <laughs> <laughs> right, I um, go lower. Guys, now that we've kind of dealt with these rats, and Conrad is kind of you, you Conrad, you saw that shred man kind of down that way, right? You said you saw him down there. Uh, yeah, more or less. Maybe we should go back and go the other way and kind of sneak around to a leash. The only problem with that is there was that nightgown out there. And we don't want to get another uh, kidnapping in our party. What do you, what do you what are your thoughts? I'd be okay heading forward and just peeking in these rooms and going to a liege, just if, being if aware that the shred man walks. Look to the north. You've got you know down that you've got at least two more doors 
on the side of that hallway, and then there's two more doors, you know, to the west, uh, through that narrow hallway. And then if you look straight north, there's another door. So far, the Shredman has only harmed us in our dreams, right? That is correct, sir. <laughs> but he, but uh, um, Mr. Rat Dude here said that he uh, he actually harms in real life and he walks in the real world. We've only seen him in our dreams, but it seems like we've seen him now in the real world whenever um, Zandalus is asleep. Well, I know for certain that that night gaunt will harm us in real life. So I vote we go with the potential harm instead of going back that way. I don't know why my voice got deeper. Maybe it's the smoke inhalation from this library. It's infectious. (laughs) Deep deep voices are infectious. So much smoke. I'm wearing hockey pads. All right, but we should seriously move forward. All right, so are we going down this hallway or are we going back the other way? Let's go down the hallway. Let's, right, let's check this room on the lift. Sir. All right, I'd like to, I'll stealthily look through this, look, peek through this door on the left. Okay, so which which door are we trying to take a look at? The one down the hallway on the lift. Hey, make sure you move our our, our human shield or monkey shield. Thrask is going to signal Ratch to follow him. Be like, Ratch, buddy old pal. Come on along with us. All right. So you poke open that door, and what you find is a small office. The description that the book gives you is, Two desks are crammed into a crowded office. More space has been dedicated to filing cabinets, bookshelves, and stacks of loose research than room for occupants. Now left out of that description of the room, there are two dead doctors in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which you would think would make the description of the room, but it does not. Uh, if you roll a perception check. Which I can do. How did we know they're doctors? Maybe they just bought white coats. That could be. Maybe they're nurses. Okay. It's 18. Or sorry, 21 for me for perception. So... Abaddon's rolling it, but he's not even in the room. <laughs> well, like, obviously I'm going to pop my head in there. So you got a 21? Mm-hmm. Okay. So That's basically, you can tell that uh, they were slain by blows to the back of the head. Um, but yeah, they are uh, definitely, definitely dead. All right. I'm going to check the room for like loot. Okay. Or uh, clues. I've also checked the room for a trap. I rolled that earlier. I got a 25. There are no traps. Again, right, just... there are no traps in the doctor's office for some reason. Trap would... Nate. You would think there would be, like, you're almost positive there would be some kind of magical trap in this tiny room where people would have to, like, barely, like, move around to get in. You figure they might put a trap in there, but they didn't. It's I, would, I, would also, I would also agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's probably a leg snare somewhere in there if you look hard yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, one thing somebody does find... Uh, if you want us to roll for perception to look around or uh no i think with the perception rules you got you find there is a wand in there a wand of what attached to that wand um there's a note that says mr lance this is a place of science not faith please keep your religion at home 
somebody is tipping a fedora pretty hard when they wrote this <laughs> when they wrote this note. Mawand. Mawand. So there is a <laughs> I have a question about the blows to the back of the head. Yeah. Um, was it like a cut or was it blunt force? So uh, it looks blunt force. I, I mean, is Conrad like poking his head in, taking a look around? Yeah, he'll he'll do that. Uh, why don't you roll it for a second? Also, I'm going to do a spellcraft check on the wand to see what kind of wand it is. You just Ooh. know they're dead. Uh, you actually, I mean, they say they're blows to the back of the head, but you wouldn't have noticed if uh, somebody Dam- hadn't said. Damir is also curious. Are they blows back of the head? Are they blunt? Or... Uh, I can. Well, no. From what you can tell, I mean, just shots to the back of the head. That's all you can tell. Yeah, I don't think Abaddon do doesn't care about what they got hit with because they're dead. Um, but he's going to try to spellcraft too okay. on the wand. I mean, I'm just saying, if they're cuts, it, they didn't get hit with a humongous meat cleaver by the Shredman. Abaddon, you would know this to be a Wand of Bless. Sweet. Which does what, friend? <laughs> I have Google. It's it's for when people sneeze, and instead of saying bless you, you just wave it at them. That would be pretty convenient. Get out of here. There's always so much internet recording, and you just wasted some of it. It is... Fills your allies with courage. Each ally gains a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and on saving throws against fear effects. So the cool thing about it... That's pretty good. It's a a 50-foot burst. Oh, nice. uh, We got a cleric. With that, do we know, like, how much is left in it? Um, yeah, there's 18 charges. Oh dang! We're going to well, bless city. Well, now that we got a fancy wand, shall we continue down the hallway, friends? Yeah, uh, Thamir will kind of lead that. So, whoever takes the wand, make sure that you annotate it and annotate your charges. Uh, I took it. I don't know if you guys saw. There's yet another. If you want to go to that door, that's fine too. So you move up the hallway. I had I had not seen it, but I will. We can check this one and then go back for it. It's too late. We've gone too far. <laughs> Damiar rolled a 7, but got a 19 for a stealth check looking in this room. You poke into the room, and what you find in this small room... Again, this room looks like a, a lounge. So um, the ceiling's collapsed in, and the table up to the northern part of the, the lounge, there's rubble on it. And there's some rubble on, like, the couch that's over on the western part of it. Unfortunately, um, like, on that couch, uh, there's a significant amount of rubble, and you can see that there's, like, an arm sticking out of it. Oh, shit. All right, Thamir's going to go in a little more and just kind of peer around and see if he finds anything of interest. I'm going to follow him. Investigating that, I don't, I don't find anything. No, nothing else. All right. Then let's circle back to this room quick, because it's like, oh, no, we forgot about it. See, I didn't know I could get to this room, because it looked like rubble was covering it. Yeah, no, you can, yeah, just beyond there, you can't move past it. Okay. So, yeah, the hallway ends in rubble, but... All right, a 30 stealth roll. 30 to stealth into the room. So you peer into the room, and... Oh, big boy. Side note, I've uh, cut down on my typing by creating macros in Roll20, so I just click what I want. Roll a perception. 
trap finding or just normal? Just normal. Uh, so you poke your head into this room and... 17. Basically, this looks like a conference room, giant table in the middle. So there was a once handsome wood conference table, but it's been partially toppled uh, by the southern wall. So some of that rubble in the southwestern part is crushing the the table. In the northwest, you see a small door there. Basically, if you take a look around the room, um, you can see, I mean, there's a number of shelves and the shelves have a bunch of, they have jars, looks like like liquids in them, but it's kind of a strange room. Like the liquids have like, if you, I mean, look around, it looks like there's parts of bodies. Before I step into the room, uh, can I send in Ratch ahead of me? Hey, hey, Ratch, come, come check out this room. Ratch is my friend. <laughs> Ratch comes up and he's like, ah, much, much magic in that room. Hmm. We should and then Adelaide sighs I think you he just did. You stupid thief. Um, I think Ratch. You can tell from the back door back there that there's probably some magic back in there. Hey guys, there's some ma- handsome desk, or ha- formerly handsome table in the back room. Uh, Adelaide, you should go check that out. Uh, no. I'm pretty pretty sure you should, bud. I'll go. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. You remember what happened last time we approached something magical? That, I'm going to go, too, because cake? I'm not going to let the All clerk. Right. So everybody stop where you're at. No. Oh, no. I'm not going to. And roll for initiative. <laughs> no! Go back in there. I got... A 17. My initiative rolls are so good. Oh, Four. man. Is that some sort of, like, nasty, like, mutant fetus? Looks uh, like it. <laughs> update your initiative. So, back in it. Uh, everybody update your turn order number. Oh, I have. You know what? I should have took Bernie Hands a level one spell. I, I think scales per level. That's pretty awesome. I mean, 5d4 as a max isn't great, but I guess as a first level. Yeah, it's pretty good. Okay, so Adelaide and Thrask, you guys kind of walk into the room pretty cocksure, but uh, this guy rolled a 31 on his stealth, so nobody saw him. And you see it a little bit too late. There's what looks like a toddler with like an oversized head... Oh my god. <laughs> greenish skin. Uh, and he pushes a jar off the top uh, off the top shelf in his attack here. So, uh, Thras, you're going to get the brunt of this one here. Sounds about right. Yeah, why the fuck did the two casters lead into that room? Uh, the guy with the magic sword pushed us in because he didn't want to go in. He said, he said he'd kill my family if I did That's not this. what happened at all. I, Joe, we found out that there was something magic going on in the room. And I said, hey, Ratch, you should go in there first. And then jokingly said, Adelaide, why don't you go in there? And he's like, no. And then Thras like, I'll do it. Dumb. I was being joke, joking that we, we should run in that room. 
Okay. I don't, I don't joke. He pushes this uh, this jar off the shelf and he tries to like knock it on you, but it's it's really shitty and he misses uh, and it splashes on the ground. Um, and it looks kind of acidic, uh, but now we're into normal combat and he also rolled a twenty for his initiative uh, and got a twenty-one, so he'll go first. And the first thing he's going to do is he's going to like leap off the the shelf that he's on. And he's going to try to bite. I'm not your nipple. And he gets an 11 against your flat-footed ace. Oh, against flat, that is a miss. Okay, so now he's on the ground next to you, and he's just... Can you repeat that? I didn't get it the first time. It's pretty good. Yeah, this is one of your better character voices. Yeah. It'll somehow still turn Jamaican. Just give him a moment. Uh, I believe Thamior is up. Thamior, it's your turn. What are you going to do? Sorry, trying to deal with these recordings. Um, Thamior is going to step here. And is that within swinging distance? No. Is that within shooting distance? But with cover? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Just go, just go in the room. All right. If this feels like a terrible idea... But I'm gonna go in the room. Why don't you swing with that magic sword? Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go. I feel like it is a terrible idea. Yeah. We'll be fine. We'll be fine. It's one toxic baby. Actually, you know, no, I don't know. I don't know. I don't think going to the room is such a good idea. Because right. I think then you move through um, a threatened area, yeah. unless you take up an area where someone with a melee weapon needs to be. Unless I move, yeah, if, basically if I move to this, I'm getting an attack of opportunity. All right, but our caster is super weak, and no one else is there right now, so I'm going to do it. Who Wait, I'm not moving game? through. Wait, here. What? I, uh, I'm not moving through. I'm moving into. Okay, all right. Fair enough. No, he's right. Or wait, you don't actually... Get, you don't get an attack of opportunity. Stop on. cheating. Because Call you, you, you literally said, I can't attack here, so if I'm moving here, Ooh. I'm... I'm sorry to tell you this. He has what? reach five. <laughs> like, he has a spear, basically. His arms are really Wait. long. Wouldn't that be reach ten? Right, so you're saying... But here's my question. So I can't hit him here, right? What? I can't hit him where I am at right no. now, right? Nope. With my bow, I can't? Sure, you could. Okay. So then I'll just shoot him with my bow from there. Okay. That I thought you said, no, I couldn't shoot with my bow there. That's, that's why I was going to move in. Nope. Yeah, you can shoot with your bow. He's going to get, uh, you're going to have 20% mischance, and then he'll get a 4 to buff to his AC. Yeah, because of cover. Uh, 12. 12 to hit with your bow against his AC. No, you miss. All right. Okay. Uh, Abaddon, what are you going to do? Adelaide, oh, right? Oh, that's cool. Just skip no, over Adelaide. Adelaide. Yeah. Adelaide. Yep. Give him the pew pew. Throw some rocks. All right. No, not rocks this time. Crossbow. I'm going to shoot him with a crossbow. Okay. That's I'm going to miss terribly. That's going to be a <laughs> miss on a six. Um, and I smash a jar on the back wall and the acid gets it. On Thrask. Rip in peace. Um, <laughs> oh, Alright. Um... I guess I'm just gonna have to take one of those attacks of opportunity. 
gets an 18 on his attack. Uh, yeah, that'll hit. Okay, um, it deals one point of damage, and it's attached to you. You guys are grappled. Do I need to roll some kind of save to not be grappled, or...? Nope, so, so that was your move to get in there and get grappled. So now, as being the grappled dude, you have moves that you can make. I can just attack him, right? Uh, no, you would need like a uh, um, a light weapon, like a dagger, to be able to fight with it while you're grappled. You guys are basically wrestling now. And, and the way this actually works, he has bitten onto you, and he's like got a hold of you. Bitten with his arm? No, with his mouth. So his face has 10-foot reach. Well, he, like, grabs you with his yeah, arms and bites you. I don't think this is too difficult to imagine. Well, yeah, because, I mean, the attack of opportunity would come when I'm 10 feet away because you said he had reach like a pole. No, he's just got really long arms. I don't know what to tell you. So if you are grappled, you can attempt to break uh, the grapple. You can... Uh, I'm going to rage and claw him. Okay. Um, it'll be power attack. And I move so I can't do a full round action to do both claws. Uh, 23 to hit. Yeah, that'll get him. And 11 damage. Oh, you claw, like, real deep into him, but he is still alive and he's still just biting onto your arm. And now we go to Conrad, who's down the hall a little way. Yep, Conrad was looking out for the Shredman, watching to the north, and then his casters decided, you know what, we got this room. We got this. Just bust uh, through that wall, Kool-Aid Man style. Uh... So, Cullen, I've noticed that you populated a character to my north. No, oh, there's nobody that was just there. A, yeah, that was just the ghost of Christmases and beatdowns to come. Yep. Just popped in for a sneaky little second. Yep, Rewind. Just, just waiting for that beatdown. Yeah, again, you, um, you think you see him out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, Conrad does not feel... Conrad does not want to be by himself down the hall. And obviously he hears everyone else in combat, so he's going to make a double move, um, which will put him just right outside the doorway next to Thamior. Okay. Uh, so he's rushing up trying to get into this very cramped doorway, and it's Thrask's turn. Yeah, is this the demon child still grappled to... Oh yeah, uh, it's grapple okay. on him. <clears throat> is there... I mean, I'm, I'm looking up grappling rules, but is there a way to try and pry it off of him? I know you can aid a grapple, but I, I don't know if that's... I think you could try to grapple it. Yeah. So he could roll his CMB against its CMD? Like, if yeah. he gets hit, though, does he have to do, like, a some kind of check to make sure he hangs on? Oh, like, if he... You're saying if Thrask like attacks... Like, if someone smacked him in the head, like, he'd have to do some kind of, like, save to, like, no. Like the Straight like on the spell off. thing from last time, like not getting like phased by it. Yeah. Uh, no, he's. I mean, he's basically just latched onto you like a pit bull. He's like a snapping turtle. Yeah, he's not letting go. 
Hmm. Does that make it harder to like strike it with a sword, or no, is it easier? They actually... He's got no more attacks of opportunity, so. Yeah. All right, I'm just gonna try and swing it, swing at it, try to kill it. Uh, twenty. Boom! That's a hit. 20. That'll get it. What's your critical on that weapon? He's so disappointed. Uh, yeah. Critical is actually a uh, 19 and 20. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. Threading. Confirm. Ooh, 10. No. Definitely confirmed. Nope. <laughs> it doesn't confirm. <laughs> but, uh. It's only he had a plus two magic sword. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if he'd had a plus two magic sword, he actually probably would have uh, done it there, but. Oh, Dang. He doesn't have it. Man, Abaddon wants to have to die. Uh, he's rolling <laughs> for damage now. That magic oh. sword helped a lot when I was on the front lines last time. Okay. Um, so uh, you stab it and it dies. Uh, Abaddon and uh, Thrask make a fortitude save as it starts to melt into just kind of a fleshy sludge. Man, what's up with all the disease? Sure. Uh, yeah, I was about to say, uh, I think it's acid, acid, not disease. Ugh, 23. Alright, uh, You're fine. 13. 13. 13. Um, you start to, like, dry heave a little bit, but then you're like, ugh, you pull it back. You're like, whoop, whoop, but you're okay. okay. Uh, I'm like, keep it together, Thrask. Jesus. He, this is, this is uh, incredibly disturbing to him. Yeah. This he actually he's he kneels down to say like a prayer to Kate and Caitlin so that this poor baby can find safe passage <laughs> in the afterlife. Yeah. I mean the the flesh meat monster was terrifying, but seeing a corpse baby is one of the more scarring things that he's seen so far. Not the floating hands and head. No, this is more disturbing than that, Tan. Well he just, folks... he just he just hits the bottle. He's just like, I gotta drink, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do we I still need, uh, I need a minute? We yeah, still detect magic in the room. Because um, yeah, I mean, he's all about drawing and dead creatures being followed for as much. bit coming from that back room. All right. So we're, out of, we're out of combat, correct? Yep. Yes. All right. All right. Let's go check it out. Check, I roll an 11 for perception in this room. Not great, but... Um, you don't find just to see if there's anything really, in here. Uh, if you look around the room, you see like these jars have kind of different uh it, it, it's weird like it would be like a deformed hand with like seven fingers on it or like uh, a heart that was malformed and uh it's pretty strange um hey man stick your eye in one of those jars that i would picked up in the first episode i'm gonna hang on to that uh no so where it belongs it's like my pet is somebody opening this door back here the one to the north yeah I mean, I kind of figured our rogue might do it, but... What's that? Somebody else just... open the door. Yeah, it's Someone else roll for stealth. I might just kick this thing open. Oh my god. Kick it open. Abaddon's yeah, gonna roll for stealth. I'm gonna pretend to be... Thamior for a second. So I'm gonna, <laughs> like, sneak up to the door, like, real shittily. Maybe he's just gonna shake his head, just, oh my god. And Abaddon's like... Adelaide turns over there in one of the chairs and make sure there's not like a bear trap under it. Okay. Nope, no I, hope, I, hope you, I hope you get wrecked. I hope you get wrecked so hard. He rolls a negative three for stealth. <laughs> or negative one for stealth. 
<laughs> okay, so Abaddon, um, he tries to, like, sneakily open this door, and, like, the handle's weird, like, he doesn't quite get it, and it's, it's like a pull door, but he's, like, pushing <laughs> it, like, he keeps, like, jamming on it, like, pushing it, and then eventually he figures it out, and, um, unfortunately for him... <laughs> There's another one of these creatures in there, and it definitely attack of opportunities him. Thrask yells out, Abdon, can't you read? It says pull on the door. And uh, he gets a 16 against your flat-footed AC. Oh, flat-footed is 17, so suck it, little right. shitty baby. It reaches out and tries to grab you, and it's like, ah! <laughs> Again, A-plus character voice. Yep, that's I, these are going to be my piece to... Piece de resistance. <laughs> oh my god, just stop. <laughs> Alright, we got an initiative again? Uh, nah, we'll just stick with the same one here. No, uh, you'd like that, wouldn't you? Whoa. You'd like for your baby to be at the top of the order. Yeah. Well, he is at... Well, so I'm gonna say that was his turn. There is no... No, we're gonna re-roll initiative. Alright, fine. Well, it looks like he won again. Weird. <laughs> Got the 18. 20 for Conrad. I moved one up. <laughs> what Eight I'm saying is, if we have to re-roll, like, you know, stealth checks for each door, each combat is a different initiative. Yeah, yeah enemy doesn't but... get to just walk in with his 21. Well, I mean, no, he, he does. He was just trying to hand away this and move it along faster. I yeah, mean, I was fine with that being his first attack, but... That's essentially what I wanted to do, but um, by all means, roll more dice and. <laughs> by all means, draw this dice. out. <laughs> Adelaide quickly looks around and checks for traps. Um, so... <laughs> We're all switching roles today. <laughs> Conrad, it's your turn. Power attack time. Uh, I don't know if that's really a reachable target for you. No, it is. He just gets a he just gets a bonus to his AC. Yeah, it'd be a cover bonus, right? No, there is no way you can attack this guy from where you're at. Yeah, I totally can. It's because the fucking thing is weird. Now stop being a dick, Con. Just poke him. Just like take your sword and poke Unless him. Unless your, your weapon or... is like a plumbing snake, there is no way you can get him. Right, and if I were to attempt to shoot him with a bow, he would get an attack of opportunity. Since I'd be attacking him from what I would call adjacent um, with a ranged weapon, but I since mean, you're obviously paying me back for rerolling initiative, I am going to insert myself in the turn order after Abaddon. Okay. Uh, Adelaide, what are you going to do? I'm going to shoot at it with my crossbow. Perfect. 21. Nice. Nice, nice. Oh, yeah, you got a hold of him. So he, like, reaches out, he tries to get a hold of Abaddon, and... And he gets uh, hit with six damage. Six damage. And he screams a little bit. Uh, Abaddon managed to dodge out of the way as he tried to grab him. And it is Thrask's turn. Yeah, uh, is it possible for me to shoot as well, or is that too many people that I'm shooting? No, I, you don't have an angle. Okay. A-okay. Uh, let's see here. Nobody's grappled. I'm just gonna give somebody a quick zero level spell uh i'm gonna give the uh abaddon 
a plus one to resistance bonus on saves. Okay. And... There was that little wand that we got, but... Yeah. Um, I mean, I could. I mean, that's fine. Whatevs. I just, I these things are, are very small. Uh, Abaddon, uh, it is your turn. I am going to grapple him. Okay. Um, I'm trying to figure out how grapple is calculated. So you use your, uh, you do a d20 plus your CMB. Yeah, but if your hands aren't free, then you take a minus four. So if you're holding a weapon, then you take a minus four. Okay. He could always so, drop yeah. his weapon as a free action. Well, I was yeah. clawing the guy before, so I wouldn't have a weapon in my hand yet. Yeah. Um, because obviously I was just pretending to be Famior. Oh my god. So I was oh. like dropping my weapon on the ground, and you two are star-crossed just lovers. Having fun with it. Um, just because I'm just trying to figure out like if me raging. Um, because that adds plus two or plus four morale to my strength, um, and con. So I don't know if my strength would help with the or improve my grapple. Uh, what's your CMB right now? CMB is plus four. Um, there's a pre so CMB is base attack bonus plus strength modifier. So your strength okay. goes up when you rage, plus a special size modifier. Yeah, what size is the baby? Um, the baby is... Tiny or small? It's a toddler, it's tiny. So that's a minus two to your uh, CMD against his uh, his grapple attempt, I believe. Creatures that are tiny... Because you're, you're weaker than him, I'm assuming. Because it would obviously be a lot harder to grapple a colossal-sized creature, right, which yep, is why yep. they get a plus eight to the, their resistance to it. Yeah, and I'm medium, so um, I'm not going to rage. I'm going to save that. I'm just going to try to grapple him. So it will be a d20 plus four. If you're successful, you should try to throw him on the ground outside of the closet. Yeah, I was just going to spin around with him. While still grappled, so that you guys can can all get shots at him. Well, whatever. I don't know what throw person is. Uh, I think part of the grapple is once you have them grappled, you can move them five feet. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's my plan was just to kind of spin with him so that you guys could all have a shot at him. So, roll your grapple. So, roll 19. You have successfully grappled him. So I got him just bear hugged and I just spin around and I'm like, if you please, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you have grappled this undead toddler and now it is uh, it's Conrad's turn. It pains for, and it it pains me to do this as a father, but it <laughs> brings me much glee and joy as someone who finally gets to attack it after the GM didn't want me to. Yeah. Power attack. <laughs> okay. Thirteen to hit. Oh, thirteen. Will a thirteen do it? Its AC is thirteen. 
Oh, oh it does do got it. it. So after we clarified the power attack again, uh, for me, damage is going to be 2d6 plus 7. Okay. 12 damage. <laughs> okay. So you uh, basically, Abaddon, like, grabs this thing and pulls it out, and you just swing as hard as you can with a great sword at this toddler-sized creature that he's holding on to, and you kill it. I've defeated your toddler puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> you tried to put him in a closet so I couldn't get at him, uh, and I still man. managed. Go ahead and roll fortitude saves, Abaddon and Conrad. Thrask just starts vomiting. This is like... Just absolutely insane. He can't handle it. Conrad and Abaddon have a history of just 18. doing messed up shit. <laughs> Abaddon is like, this is gross, and it's like melting in his arms. And Conrad, twenty for Conrad. He's fine with it. He's a hundred percent okay with it. Um, so he does this all the time. You know, all the time. When you open the door, you see in this. It's just in a closet, and. There's the body of another doctor in there, and then there's a couple more jars of, like, deformed brains, and there's another, like, preserved, like, fetus, like, not an infant, but, like, deformed fetus in there, and deformed, there's, like, a preserved brain and a fully, like, formed spinal column, but it's, like, I don't know, it's, like, a spiral almost. Um, Can I ask Ratch what this all this is like uh, what does he does he know ratch ratch does not know what the man things do in their asylum there's the body of a doctor and then uh all of those jars and then you know this you knew like there was this weird infant thing so i'm going to use detect magic to see if any of those items are magical body of the the doctor. Um, uh, there's I'm a bit of the magical item on the body. You find uh, six flasks of alchemist fire, and roll a sense motive. Okay, I'll do that. Oh, he was oh, going to burn this mother be, down. It's going to be a one d twenty plus one. Nice. Um, I rolled an eleven. Adelaide can't figure it out, but I think. Abaddon figured it out. Abaddon definitely rolled <laughs> a zero. He's like, I wonder if he could have intended to burn down this horror yeah. show. No, yeah. obviously in, he was thirsty. He's this, like, he was drinking that shit for sure. <laughs> in this case, like, even with the shitty rolls, Abaddon basically called it. He said, you know, he figures, like, this doctor must have known something was wrong. And he came here to just burn this room down. Uh, and then um, it didn't happen. All right, I'm going to pocket the fucking alchemist fire. And it's like napalm, basically, right? Yeah, we should all probably, like, hang on to one of those. Oh, you want to steal my shit? <laughs> oh, I'm the one who grappled that baby. Yeah, you wouldn't have found it if I didn't detect magic. Adelaide's the new Thamior. Fine. You oh have them God. all. I hope you get hit and miss a reflex save, and then they blow up in your coat. <laughs> no, you guys can all have one. All right, all right. 
Share nope, I don't want one. I All want right. it to blow up in you. All right. All right, then I'm going to take two and everybody else can have one. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, so you guys have killed all the undead infants and kind of figured out uh, what was going on. Uh, what do you want to do now? Well, Let's I think we're working down that hallway. Yeah, that's what I was going to suggest. Yeah. All right. Okay. Now, uh, guys, before we head down, do we want to kind of stick together in kind of some kind of formation do, in case that Shredder dude shows up? So, here's a question. Should we finish what this dude started and fucking burn this motherfucker down? Absolutely. You know how much I love fire. Okay. Right. okay. Let's, <laughs> Just to be let's, sure. Let's, let's hold off on that. Just to be sure. No. We need to nah, do these... this before more mutant babies happen. Yeah. Thresk is like, these doctors got what they deserved. Hold on. So, are you saying we're going to throw all the mutant stuff in this room in a pile and then light it on fire? No, I'm just gonna throw one of the alchemist fires on the fucking bookcase over there and let you know this stuff happen. Perhaps we can push this handsome table up against the bookshelf. <laughs> yep, let's do it, and then just throw some alchemist fire as we're yep. leaving. Yep, that's what we're doing. As we're as I walk out of the room after we push the table and the chairs against the bookshelf, I throw the alchemist fire. Over Unless there someone can just conjure fire for free, I don't know. I don't think so. Well. I don't know. Do you have a level one spell that you want to burn to do that? I think I already burned it. Okay. I can cast spark. I'm just going to... Spark probably. I don't know if spark's going to start wood on fire. Yep. So I'm going to do what we talked about. I'm going to throw the alchemist... One of my alchemist fires against the bookshelf there, and then I'm going to scoot out of the room after everybody else has already left. So Adelaide just starts the rest of this garbage on fire, and leaves the room. He completes whatever work that doctor was trying to do. As an ardent father definitely would. And okay, so you're moving down right. the hallway again. Um, yep. You've got that one door on the eastern side of the hallway and then one straight to the north. Alright. Let's uh, oh, oh, oh peekaboo. Um, so I think last episode I told Conrad that he was seeing this guy out of the corner of his eye. He told us he he uh he did relay that information. Okay. Um, Damiro kind of sees sees what looks like a shadow off to the left, uh, but he can't see any doorway. It would have looked like it would have come through. Um, Damiro's going to mention that to Conrad. Hey, do you mind if we're going to look through this door? Do you do you mind sliding up a little bit, uh, covering while I look through this door? Uh, yeah. I'll on the protect mic. you as you look through the. All right. <laughs> It's a 20, 27. <laughs> Sorry, I was making... Jesus Christ. Okay, so a 27, I assume you're trying to stealthily open the door again. Yes. Okay, so you peer into the room, and what you see is... Um, <laughs> it's a game show. What's yeah. behind this door? So, this looks like it would be a typical doctor's office. Um... But all around, like, the walls, you see really weird, like, sketches of anatomy. So maybe you probably saw those things that you just killed. They're drawn here, and they're on the wall. Perception check to see if there's anything of, like, anything that, like, stands out or anything that would trigger things that we've seen other than those bad babies. Um, 
not it was 15 15 i mean how long do you want to spend in this room uh what do you mean how long do i want to spend in this room like you're just i mean it's a doctor's office there's like documents and it's uh, it's a quick it's a quick look around okay um quick look around uh you don't really find anything interesting um does anybody who who all goes in there so it looks like adelaide and maybe thamior abaddon would pop it even lower than he did uh abaddon roll a heel check Ooh, 17. <laughs> okay. So Abaddon with a minus one modifier. Um, you're poking around and uh, you see a notebook and you think it might be valuable. You start like picking through it and you see like all kinds of like medical drawings and ideas for treatments and stuff like that. And, um, it's it's labeled Doctor Arash Chawar, and uh, but but that's what you know. It, it's probably valuable. Just a medical cool. journal. I'm like Arash Dar. That's my podiatrist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, okay. Yes. But all right. Damir is going to kind of after that's final. Damir is going to kind of exit and kind of. Have his bow ready in case he sees something jump out at him. Okay. He's, he's very, very on the edge right now. Um, All right. So what do you guys want to do? I guess continue down the hallway. Yeah, Conrad just stayed outside the room while everyone else is poking around inside. And now he'll take one more step forward to see around this corner as the room kind of starts to open up to the right. So you kind of look and it's just kind of a little, little foyer. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing really interesting. All right. So all we see is the last door at the end of the hallway. Yep. All okay. Right. And Conrad uh, will post up next to it. That door is labeled yep. Elige Lissandro Administrator. Ooh. Here, oh, we, here go. we go. Here it we comes go. Full circle. All right. Having seen yep. that, Damiar is definitely having his bow ready, but he's going to do a, or is not his bow ready because he can't open door with his bow. He's going to have a short sword ready. Um, as he stealthily opens this door. 17. He rolls a 5, but he gets a 17. He rolls a 5 for a 17. Certain that he's cheating. <laughs> Ooh. And you come into a familiar scene. Um, what has become of Macon? <laughs> is that our ex-best friend? Yeah. That is our ex-best friend. <laughs> uh, Wait, uh, our new best friend is here now, too. Yeah, I'm like Ratch. He means nothing to us. Yeah, Ratch. View upon our works. View upon our works. Hey, what what's in this room? Uh, go ahead, check it out, buddy. Um, so you guys walk back in, and to uh, describe it again, there's it looks like a just purple fog, and you know, again, it's a two story office. The the outer like edge of this room is like a second floor library. Um, the side tables are very elegant. Uh, you know, from being in here, uh, that on the other side of the room, there's a spiral staircase that goes up to that library. Um, but again, you remember that there's this dense purple fog in the middle of the room. And it's, you can tell underneath just here and there, you can see a glance of just, blood 
Can I roll a memory check to see when I was in the fog if I could see the ceiling? If the fog went all the way up to the ceiling or not? It goes up to the ceiling. Okay. You can see that from when you poke your head in the door. Uh, yeah, I didn't know if it would be like a cone, you know what I'm saying? So like once you're in the fog, you can kind of see the ceiling, that kind of thing. So, okay. Does anyone remember if we figured out why the fog is purple instead of yellow? Uh, no. But this woman is scary. All right, so I guess let's let's do it. Let's slide on in. Yeah, I remember that she was on the ground, and I believe her wrists were cut, and blood was flowing out of them. I guess Thanner is going to go in. Okay. And, and take... we'll just roll for initiative right off the bat then. All right, well, Thanner is going to take cover behind this uh, desk. So one of the things, game game question, game mechanics question. Yep. Um, things I've done in the past with like D&D is if I'm stealth and hiding behind something, like when I'm stealth in a room and yep. I go hide behind something, they don't see me and they don't know I'm there. Is that, would that work going behind this desk? No, because you just ran across the room. But I was I was stealth, and that fog, they can't really see out of the fog. It kind of limits their vision. So that's why I was saying, does that work for me? Well, you don't know across? if she can't see out of the fog. She might be able to see through it just fine. She's obviously some kind of magical. Well, yeah, that's, that's why I'm asking about it. I tell you what, you run over there, and then we'll find out if you're hidden. Oh, my God. Yeah, do it. All right, you guys cut. Hey, you guys are following with. All right, let's do this. Stealthily walked. Oh, I should probably roll initiative too. Yep, everybody roll initiative. Oh my god. 22 for Abaddon. Pretty good. You didn't tell me if I was noticed or not. You'll find out. You remember when you like ran in past that ghost and you thought you would just like, after you triggered the ghost trap... I'll just come in later, and then maybe the ghost will forget about me. Uh, yeah, that's how it works in Skyrim. <laughs> okay. Uh, and Minecraft. updated your... Goddamn Minecraft. <laughs> everybody's updated your numbers? Uh, yeah, I created a macro that updates my number. Okay. Thrask, what's your initiative modifier? So, top of the order is Abaddon, Adelaide, Thrask, Conrad, Famior, and then finally... My girl, Elige. Uh, so, Abaddon, what do you want to do? I guess I will just kind of step into the room um, with my axe and just, I don't know, I'm just going to kind of hang out. So, yeah, just kind of ready an attack in case anyone threatening comes in my area. Okay. Uh, so, you... Kind of post up with your axe. Uh, Adelaide, what are you going to do? You guys held up because of me? Yep. Sorry, dog puke. That's fine. <laughs> Alright, Adelaide is going to hop into the room. And do we have any idea where Alicia is yet? No. There's a dense fog surrounding her. And you okay. Have no, yeah, you have no idea. Yes. But... But I can cast Magic Missile, which will hit her irregardless. No, because you would need to be able to target her, which you can't do. What? No. How would you target her? Uh, fuck. I guess it does say unless I, unless she has total concealment, which she probably does. Yes. Alright, I'm just going to ready in action with my crossbow then, I guess. Ready some Magic Missiles. Yeah, I guess you can do that too. All right, I will ready a magic missile. So when I see her, I'll shoot her with one. Okay. Um, it is Thrask's turn. Okay, I'm gonna move up. 
And then I'm just going to use that Wand of Blessing to give everybody a plus one morale boost. What does that modify? Yeah, what do you say when you you use that? What do I say? Yeah. I think he's... What does he say? He's, uh... He's like, we cannot fail, friends. The might of Caden Kalen backs us. And then he casts it. It's pretty legit. Okay. So everybody gets Bless... Bless gives everybody a plus one morale bonus on attack rolls and on saving throws against fear. Yep. And now you're down to 17 charges. Correct. Who knows? Maybe that's not useful in this fight, but I figured I'd give it a shot. Uh, Thamior, it is your turn. Thamior is going to ready an action with his bow, but also tell his comrades, hey guys, we might be able to throw the a flask of alchemist fire in there. It's got a range of 10 feet. Once it hits the ground, that sets things on fire and burner. He's really gonna just throw out that statistic. Well, we did. We did just. We did just learn it. We did learn what that alchemist was. He probably just says, "I think we can hit her from here with alchemist." Fire. All right. Hey, I think we can hit her from here with alchemist fire. Cool. Well, you all have one except for that, and so throw it if you can. I just don't know if my arm's that good. Well, we don't know what you're throwing at. So. Your little baby arm might not be able to get it over there. <laughs> so how would that work, game uh, game manager? So if I wanted to throw a flask, alchemist fire flask, into the fog, yeah. how do I choose how far I want to throw it, right? How do we choose where it lands? If I'm just throwing it into the general area of the... So uh, ranged attack with a range increment of 10 feet. So... I'm going to say that since you can't see her, um, you could maybe splash damage her. Yeah, I think that's the plan. Like, throw it in there, hope she's in that area. So I think if he calls his shot where he's throwing it, yep. then would it just be like a 10-foot, is it 10-foot radius around um, that? It is. Yeah, so it'll get everything, yeah, one square away, essentially. Wait, is it 10-foot radius or diameter? No, no, no. So if you read it, um, it's a ranged touch attack with a range increment of 10 feet. Now it says every creature within 5 feet of the point of the flask takes 1 point of fire damage. So if I chose the square I wanted to throw it at, could that technically be a direct hit? No, you'll never get a direct hit because you don't know where she's at. Mm-hmm. Only, yeah, the larger issue the here only is we have to dispel the fog. You know where she's at is because you can look at the map and say that looks like a sphere, and I can guess where the middle of it is. <laughs> Fair point. Well, couldn't Fair point. do that though. No, yeah. because uh, did I tell you? Th- see a wall of fog. Uh, Thamir majored in physics and mathematics, so obviously he could do those calculations in his head. Well, you can make an attack roll, and we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, Thamir is just going to throw that alchemist fire in there. Fire away, baby. Make an attack roll. Uh, what do you want that to be? Just 1d20? Yep. Pretty close. Two. Oh, <laughs> oh my uh, god. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was so close. Um, you throw it, and uh, you hear screaming. But as far as you remember, Elige was silent. Oh, uh, no, Megan. Megan, Megan. Trask's ears perk up. He's like, that sounds like my friend Megan. Um, what have you done? Thamir feels slightly guilty. 
we do we oh, what if there's no. like more people in there in her cloud what if there's like fucking a dozen people in there and you just set them all on fire make him probably try to attack us again anyways yeah so uh, wait it wouldn't isn't making asleep because he's in the fog yeah, when he gets lit on fire, he wakes fire up. Fire would wake him up. <laughs> I, didn't, Jesus. I didn't know if the spell like would keep you asleep. I don't know. I, do you think if we lit you on fire, baby, you'd wake up? Uh, if it's I, a magical spell that like literally makes you stay asleep, possibly. So I get guys, my, just I get remember, my if anyone falls asleep in here, just light them on fire, and boom, <laughs> we're awake. Problem solved. Abaddon, I actually do that sometimes when I'm driving long distances. I just, you know, light myself on fire just to keep myself awake as I drive. Smart. That's just smart. Make a will save, Abaddon. At work, that's actually how nice nice people up. Abaddon falls asleep. Oh, no. Who's got fire? <laughs> light it up. We we do have smelling salt salt. Yeah, that just, is true. Just run in there and administer. You do it. have to be right next to me to do that. Yeah, but Thamir doesn't fall asleep in the fog. All right. Abaddon was going to say something, but he can't because he's asleep. Yep. <laughs> uh, to Adelaide's turn, then. I'm not really sure what to do, because if I run in there so that I can see her, I'm going to get sleepy-timed. You could take the smelling salts. You could ask me to throw them to you, and then you could take those in with you. Yeah, I mean, all I'm going to do is range attacks and stuff, too, so I don't know how much sense it makes. Did you just say you were going to give him smelling salts to wake himself up with? No, if he keeps them near his nose, then he'll never fall asleep because he's smelling them. I don't think that's how that works. That's how it works. Well, you know, combat rounds are six seconds, so maybe Adelaide does something. All right, Adelaide is going to just continue readying his magic missile. Okay. The Rask, it is your turn. Yeah, I need to... This is where we die. Yep. This is where we all die. Unless people do things. Yeah, I mean... I'm gonna give Adelaide a resistance, so he at least has a plus one when he has to make a save. Assuming this, uh... What are you, what are you casting? Resistance. Okay. To boost him. Uh, and then I'm gonna move back a little bit. Okay. Thrask is like, best of luck, and now it's kind of <laughs> <laughs> Gotta know when to fold it. <laughs> Can Conrad see Abaddon at the edge of the fog? Uh, no, you might have heard him, like, collapse down. Like, you probably maybe saw him a little bit, uh, and then he fell. Uh, you just saw him go limp and fall down as the fog enveloped him. But he figures he might not be that far in. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you knew where he was. Oh, break out the rope. Conrad's going to drag him in. So do you want me to throw a strength check? So what are you, you going to try to do? Conrad's going to try to drag Abaddon out of the fog. Okay, where is he going to go? To Right there. Okay. Um. So you're just going to try to grab him really quickly. Roll a concealment check. Okay, so just a D100 on that? Yep. Anything less He's gonna than kinda... 51 is a failure. Yeah, I'm not trying to retcon this, but he'll kind of, you know, knowing what happens, he'll try to cover his mouth kind of with his arm and before he goes in. Sure. Oh, a seven. That's you like flail around, like trying to like find him, but you can't find him. He's like on the ground 
and there's just this thick fog. And it's Thamir's turn. All right. Uh, Thamir has this thing of incense of open thoughts, which allows you to like share thoughts with one another. Is it worth trying to communicate with this person? I couldn't tell you. I was talking to our team. Follow your heart, Thamir. Yeah, I just yeah, don't, I just don't want to. I don't. I'm just worried about using an uh, item that could be super useful later on. Too early, but yeah, take use the use the incense and be like, "Hey, what's up, girl?" All right, can Thamir first yell out in dark tongue to see if she responds? Uh, in Aklo? Yeah, Aklo. Yeah. Why would she know Aklo? There, there's creatures that have known Aklo so far. It was worth a shot. Just, hey, hey, why are you attacking us? She doesn't. All right, what do you think, guys? Worth a shot? Once again, a combat round is six seconds. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just do it. All right, lighten it. Lighting the small tin of incense of open thoughts. Okay, um, cool. Creatures within the area can communicate telepathically with other creatures in the area. Yep. Okay. And, um, trying to think. So yeah, I looked, I looked it up, and yeah, 40 by 40 um, gets... The open mind gives a plus five insight on diplomacy and sense motive checks yep. as well. So uh, drops um, are intimidate. Yep. Okay. So you can tell there's a creature out there. And can uh, communicating with her can say, hey, why are you attacking? So you ask her why she's attacking. And what you hear back is it's just nonsense words like, um, you just kind of hear a tired voice that just talks about random things like going to the lake and uh, fishing. And then at the same time, you hear it talks about a book that it's read and really it, it's nonsensical. Okay. Can, Ch- can you say chasing a dog when it's younger, stuff like that? Uh, can I tell you Xandal sees? Yep, it doesn't respond. No response. Elige, stop attacking us. Wait, no, snap out of it. No response. And All right. it moves forward. Oh, no. Conrad, make a will save. Is this against fear? No. It is not against fear. Nope. Okay. And then the bless does not affect that as well, correct? Uh, correct. Uh, yeah, it won't, it won't help you then. Okay. Is it a charm or compulsion effect? Um doesn't really say I, it's sleep that's the name of like the spell the spell is veil of mists uh, and i'll read it within the obscuring fog that cloaks in own erosion i'm telling you guys uh, what it's called uh lie denser eddies of planar potentiality this fog is charged with extra planar energies that manifest in a variety of ways depending on the plane to which the own erosion is linked while an erosion is immune to the effects of these vapors, any creature that enters the mist within five feet of the own erosion is affected. See, blah, blah, blah. These fumes don't impede vision any more than the own erosion's obscuring fog ability. Um, yeah, it doesn't really say. All right. Well, Conrad rolled a 17 on that will save. Okay. And she just start smashing Abaddon. Two hits. And Abaddon takes uh, six damage. And 
an additional 5 damage. So he takes 11 damage and he is awake now. And you see Elige standing over you just swarmed, you know, by this uh, this fog. She's just com- completely cloaked in it. You can see her now, but you can tell, like, her eyes are just glowing blue and this fog is just pouring out of her mouth and nose. Okay. You kind of feel that, uh, you feel that sleep coming over you again, and you have to roll another will save. So as it comes to your turn, Abaddon, you roll a will save. Okay. Um... Like, I feel like it's compelling me to sleep. And, like, this is something I need to know because I have a bonus against charm and compulsion effects. Uh, it's neither charm nor compulsion. Um, so am I able to, like, rage as I get up, though? Like, as I'm waking? Yeah, it's a swift action, right? So I'll say you can take that and then make your, uh... Alright. So, yeah, that gives me... A plus two to will save throws. So I kind of like roar awake into my rage. Yep. And you fight through it uh, with a roll of an 18. Um, You resist the urge to fall asleep again. All right. Now you're prone. So standing would. Yeah, you'll draw an attack of opportunity if you stand. Okay. But then since I have my claws, can I just like swing at her from the ground like would there be some kind of think you can attack from prone cut off her legs I'm trying to find there's so many rules here yeah I mean I feel like I would easily be able to swing at her with one of my arms like while I'm on the ground like I don't know why there would be a negative to it but I just uh, there have is. a feeling the rules yeah it's a minus five uh. Yeah, prone attackers minus four penalty on melee attacks and cannot use ranged weapons except for crossbows. Yep. Alright, so yeah, I'm just gonna stand up. She can try to attack me. Oh, she's gonna get you. Um, 16 on the die plus uh, what is it? Plus 521? Yep. She drops four damage on you. And you just, All right, and, um... she's like, she looks frail but she's hitting you like way harder than you probably have been hit she went to Royd City. Okay, so you stand up. It's your move action. Get punched. And then power attack. Okay. Roll a concealment check. Okay. 36. Yep. You see her. And then roll to attack. So we we want to roll under 51 to see her. Since he's next to her, it's only a 20%. Oh, okay. Yep. So with a 36, he uh, beats it. Sorry, I'm just making sure I have the math right for this power attack, because I go plus two for my rage, and then minus one for the power attack, so... Abaddon rolls a 17 to 17. hit. 17? Her AC is 12. So roll <laughs> damage. Hopefully she only has two HP. 15 Ooh, damage. Nice! 15. I'm gonna need nice. to check your math on this. Um, <laughs> so, I Come have up, my huge. battle axe, which is... 1d8 plus 3. Yep. I power attacked, and it's two hands, so I add a 3, and then I'm raging, so that adds 2. She had 5 HP. Oh! Crush City! Just decapitate her. So, yeah, she is just... You wake up, and she's just beating the shit out of you, and you just go into a rage as you wake up. As hard as you can swing the axe, just take her head off. Like 
You know, in the beginning of Lord of the Rings, where there's Kill Sauron? Oh, yeah. never, I've never seen it. What? Really? <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm linking it right now. That's okay. not accurate. <laughs> so when they when they destroy Sauron, they cut off his hand, and like there's this part where like he implodes and then explodes outward. Essentially, that's what you see. Like all of the the dense purple fog like sucks back into her, and then explodes outwards and disappears. But all of you immediately fall asleep. And Do I? Yes. Except for Thamior. No, all of you. Wait, what's the ma- what's the effect that makes you fall asleep? Um, it's a storytelling convention. We need to have a <laughs> dream. Oh, I was going to say, wanna, like, no, I don't think I do. Uh, well, it, let it, him stay awake. He right, won't right. have this dream. No. Okay, and then, fine. So actually, I was, Thamior dies. Actually, he dies. <laughs> oh my god! Because he fights the sleep, <laughs> and so he is okay. dead. It's um, like, like a river man. You just gotta. The, the, the only well. reason the only reason I mention it is because Thamior is <laughs> immune to no, no. This is legit, and this could harm my character. But half elves are immune to magic sleep effects. So if it's magic that's causing it to fall asleep, Thamior legit wouldn't. Okay, you don't fall asleep then. You don't get this dream. Yeah, you just okay. you stay awake. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fine, whatever. Jeez, sorry for trying to. There's story to this. Okay, you just wreck every story time. Oh my god. I... <laughs> okay, Thrask. Um, you find yourself. You're you're not where you were in this hallway, and uh, in, instead you're you're climbing down cargo netting on a ship. And it's rocking in a salty sea. And you, you hear a struggle on the deck above. You feel like maybe you just uh, just got away from something. And you see a man and he, he looks down. You, you can see his face, but it's in shadow. And he takes a long drink from a stein. He places it on the rail of the ship. And he draws a blade from his waist. You lose sight of him as you continue to climb down and... You hear screams of pain, and you reach a waiting rowboat, and there are men in that rowboat, but again, you can't make out their faces, and you you begin to row, row away, or they row away, and you're watching the ship, and suddenly, you know, the sea pitches the the ship in such a way that you can see the deck, and you can see that man, uh, and he's found somebody else and and they're in combat the person he's fighting is just clad head to toe in heavy robes and 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 this person moves incredibly fast and one thing that his opponent is just screaming laughter with glee just it's so happy to be fighting him right now and you can hear this scream over all of their sounds you know the men rowing with all their effort and seabirds the waves crashing And then a few seconds later, the ship pitches another way, but you can still hear that screaming laughter. And then you see that first man, he's lost his sword and he gets pitched over the side of the ship. And then you see that robed attacker and he's looking down and you can't see its mouth, but in its eyes, you can, you know that it's smiling. And then as, you know, these guys, they're rowing away around the prow of the ship you just left a smaller ship appears and it's moving way faster than that rowboat. Thamior, you are in the middle of a clearing and it's nighttime and the clearing 
it's only lit by the moon and you're surrounded by dozens of figures in shadow and in the center of that clearing there is a great tree and the tree's trunk is bent in such a way that it forms a great seat and in that seat is a full elf you can tell she's female but beyond that you can't make anything out of her and it's it's silent about you in this clearing there's there are no sounds um and you're alone in this clearing. Everybody else has ringed the clearing, but uh, but you're there by yourself in front of it. And minutes go by, again, just completely silent. And you would expect to hear animals or birds. Animals are birds or birds are animals. Nobody knows. Um, they are. Uh, they are. <laughs> science tells us so. That's, uh, that's uh, I heard the jury's still out on science. You'd expect to hear some kind of animals or birds, but you don't hear anything. And then, finally, the woman, she says a single word, and it's a whisper, and it's clear in the dead silence. And that word is flee. And you do. And you begin a mad run through the forest. And you should know where you are, but you're completely lost. And suddenly, you begin to hear whistles. And you know those whistles, because you've been on the sending side too many times. But now the white feathers of the arrows stick into the trees. Conrad, you find yourself alone, and you're out of breath. You're wearing a familiar leather tunic, carrying a familiar spear and a light wooden shield. You're splashing through the shallow water on the shores of some river somewhere, and in the distance you hear screams. And you're, you're glad you're not wherever those screams are. But... Again, you shouldn't be alone. You know you shouldn't be alone. It feels wrong. And through the waist-high reeds, you hear it. And perhaps it's why you're here now, by yourself. You hear the telltale sound of heavy armor. And then you see him. A slayer of men, nearly seven feet tall, fully clad in plate armor. And he approaches you. But his gorget's torn away, and he has a terrible wound to his neck. You can see the bone of his spine. Blood runs freely from that wound. And it's just covering the front of his armor. And so you begin to run. But the marshy ground means you keep tripping. And occasionally you you keep getting up and he just keeps approaching. You try to get up one last time. But there are like hands reaching from the ground. And they're holding you down. And he's standing over you. And he goes to drop his sword on you. And that's where we'll quit this week. Oh, chilling stuff.